Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. All right. Um, well, with that, uh, we are going to be looking back into the book of John. Last week, we saw the resurrection of Jesus. We saw how uh, Mary had gone um, to the tomb early and how she ran when she saw that it was empty. She ran to go tell Peter and, um, and John, and they ran to the tomb uh, and found that there were just grave clothes there, that Jesus' body was not there. Uh, they went back, um, and whenever Mary was there alone, she uh, went in and she found these two guys in white clothes um, who were angels and said, uh, you know, th- that he was not there. And uh, G- Mary was then out in the garden. She saw somebody she thought was the, just the gardener, and she said, if you've seen him, please tell, t- uh, tell me where they've laid him. And uh, Jesus then revealed himself. He, he said, Mary. And uh, Mary said, teacher, Rabboni, uh, it's you. And um, that was the first um, uh, person who was a witness of the resurrected Jesus. Um, Today, we're going to be looking at another passage where Jesus appears to his disciples after the resurrection. Jesus is alive and well. And uh, he um, appeared to many. Um, The book of 1 Corinthians tells us Jesus appeared to over 500 at one time at uh, one point. But here uh, is his initial appearance to his disciples. Uh, We're going to look at John chapter 20. John chapter 20 and we'll begin in verse 19. I'll be reading it first. Um, On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked were where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the marks of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them, although the doors were locked. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. And see my hands, and put your finger, put your hand, and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have seen, have not seen, and yet believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. 
but these are written so that you might may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Amen. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and I pray that you will help us to hear from you. Uh, Lord, that you would open our eyes and open our ears. Uh, Lord, help us uh, to receive your word, um, that we might see glorious things. Uh, and help us, Lord, to be obedient to your word. Uh, Lord, change our hearts as we encounter uh, your voice from the pages of scriptures. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, um, let's start off uh, at the very beginning. It tells us again uh, on the, the evening of that day. Remember, um, the last time it told us what day it was, it said it was the first day of the week whenever Jesus, um, whenever Mary uh, had gone to the tomb in the early part of the morning. Now it's the evening of that very same day. Again, it says the first day of the week. I think the point of the words that were given here is just the fact that this all happened in one day. It all happened at, at, at uh, one day. And then... Um, it says, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Okay, so they were all locked up in one place. They were uh, afraid. You know, they had, they had just witnessed the fact that their, their uh, master had been crucified um, by the Romans because of the, the, the Jews handing them over to um, the, the Romans to be crucified. And, uh, of course, you can imagine them being afraid, of course. And also, they've heard. The story they've heard a witness from Mary that that Jesus was risen from the dead, and Peter and John they'd already been to the tomb and they'd seen that the tomb was empty. They didn't know what had happened. Um, uh, although um, it told us before, John and Peter they believed when they had seen these things. Um, anyway, uh, the doors were locked. They were afraid, and then Jesus came and stood among them. Okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, okay, we look at this. Um, some have thought that maybe Jesus just magically appeared. Um, uh, another way to look at this, I mean, the emphasis on this text seems to be the physical body of Jesus. And if we say that Jesus um, just magically appeared among the disciples, that seems to kind of counter um, the, the, what the text is trying to say. The text is trying to say Jesus physically rose from the dead. That's why he was showing uh, his disciples the, the scars that were in his hands and in his feet and in his side. Um, so uh, another way to understand this, uh, maybe the, to, that doesn't have that kind of difficulty in it, is the fact that uh, maybe Jesus came to the door that was locked and the doors just came right open. Uh, it doesn't tell us exactly, uh, so there, there's, uh, it, it's, it's maybe unclear, uh, but I think the, the, the second way is probably a better way to understand it because of, of that reason. Um, in, in the same way, Jesus, whenever he was inside that tomb, there was a stone in front of the tomb, and when Jesus rose from the dead, the stone couldn't hold him. Uh, the stone was rolled away, and Jesus' body was no longer in there. In that way, he came to the door, uh, that was locked because the disciples were afraid, and that locked door could not hold him back. Uh, but the door opened um, miraculously by his power. Jesus came in, and the first thing he said to them was, Peace be with you. Uh, maybe you can remember when Jesus was, um, was uh, out on the boat with the disciples, and uh, they were afraid because the storm, and Jesus was just, you know, asleep down in the bottom. But whenever they came, what did Jesus do? He came up and he told the waters and the winds and the waves, he said, peace be still. 
the disciples were afraid whenever Jesus came, just in the same way they were afraid whenever Jesus was out on the water with them. They were afraid. And what did Jesus say to them? The very thing that they needed to hear. Peace be with you. They didn't need to be afraid anymore. Jesus was there in their presence. The master. The master of the sea. The one who spoke to the winds and the waves. was right there in their presence. And they could have peace. Um, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Um, Again, the emphasis here in this text. he's, He's showing them that he is physically risen from the dead. He's not some kind of ghost. Uh, he, he shows them his hands, and, he's, and they can see the, the, the nail scars, or the nail holes in his hands. He, can, he shows them his side, and they can see the very place where the spear had, had uh, gone into his side, and he had, had killed him. But yet, he is alive yet. Um, he shows them these things, and then um, It says the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. They were filled with gladness. They knew this was Jesus. He had those evidences that was really him. Later in verse 21, it says, As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Um, So uh, we see this kind of a pattern in the Great Commission. In the Great Commission, we have uh, Jesus who says to his disciples, Go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them and baptizing them uh, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We, we see that commission of Jesus. And here in John, we have a very similar kind of a thing because John's emphasis has been uh, that the, the Jesus was sending the Father, the, the, I'm sorry, the Father was sending Jesus into the world. So from, from the very beginning, uh, in chapter um, 1, uh, we see that the Word, word became flesh, uh, the, 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 the God had sent the Son into the world. We see John 3.16. That's the one that's so familiar to us. How, how uh, God so loved the world that he sent his Son um, so that, who, that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Here we see the same idea. As the Father has sent me, then he turns... So I send you. He's commissioning his disciples. He's commissioning believers uh, to carry out uh, the same kind of mission that Jesus had. And then he tells them, uh, well, first he says, as he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And here we have a, a kind of a, maybe a foretaste of what we see in Pentecost. At Pentecost, they're 50 days after uh, Passover. Uh, um, it would be about seven weeks uh, after, um, after the resurrection. Jesus, um, well, the, the Spirit then des- descends upon the disciples and how, how they're filled with the Spirit. We, we know that story from the book of Acts. Uh, but here in John, we have a similar thing. It's maybe just a foretaste of it where Jesus breathes on his disciples and then tells them, receive the Holy Spirit. They have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to carry out this mission. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And they need the Spirit for their work. And we need the Spirit for the work of carrying out Jesus' mission. Um, but 
I don't want to overlook this as well. It says he breathed on them. I don't think there was anything magical or mysterious about him breathing on them. But at the same time, the, the fact that he breathed on them, ghosts don't breathe. Uh, this wasn't just some kind of a spiritual resurrection. J Jesus wasn't appearing to them in the form of a, of a ghost. But no, he was breathing on them physically. His lungs were working again. And he breathed on his disciples, another evidence of, uh, of his physical bodily resurrection. He told them, receive the Holy Spirit, and if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. And if you, for, and if you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now here, um, uh, the Roman Catholic position on this would be that the church, the institutional church, uh, vested in the Pope and in the priests, uh, are um, able to actually say who's forgiven and who's not, um, basically. That they have the authority to be able to do that. But I think, uh, in, in other terms, uh, you know, those of us who, who are not Roman Catholic and not... Uh, I think a, a better reading of this, actually, just, a, a, just reading the text, is that um, as, the, as the Father has sent him into the world, so he's sending his disciples with a particular mission. What is that mission? They are preaching the forgiveness of sins based on the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. Um, and as they go out into the world preaching the forgiveness of sins and they see people who believe on Jesus, who are trust in him, they can speak with surety. Uh, when people believe that, they can tell them, your sins are forgiven. When people believe, they, the church believers can tell the world your sins are forgiven when, they, when people respond in faith to Jesus. And at the same time, uh, Jesus says, if you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. When we speak to a world, some are not going to believe. And when we see that uh, unbelief, and when we see that those false teachers, and we're telling them, um, you're preaching another gospel, and we, we warn them. It's not like we have some kind of an authority where we can say, well, you're in and you're out. But at the same time, um, when we go out on that mission, what we say matters. Uh, and when we are um, speaking the message that the Bible has to say, when we're, when we're in agreement with what the Bible has to say, uh, when we tell someone you're... Uh, running away from Jesus, you are, you are rejecting the forgiveness that's available in Jesus, um, then that is something that it doesn't just have the power of our words, but it has the power of Jesus' words behind it as well. Now, um, we just saw that the, the disciples, they had been met there in that room. Jesus had come to them, and the next verse, verse 24, tells us something. Uh, Thomas, one of the twelve, one of those disciples, uh, he gives us his nickname. He's called the twin, Didymus, in another place. Um, uh, Thomas wasn't there with them. Uh, Thomas is that one who, from this story, we often get the, the nickname Doubting Thomas, right? Uh, so Thomas, he wasn't with them when Jesus came. And so the other disciples told him about it. He, they, they told him verbally about it. But Thomas, he was a skeptic. He didn't want to believe unless he'd actually seen Jesus, unless he's actually touched Jesus himself. It says, we have seen the Lord, but he said to them, his response was, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my fingers in the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Thomas is so 
uh, such a skeptic that he does, he, he says, I am not going to believe unless I see him with my own eyes. Okay? Thomas went from somebody who was that kind of a skeptic to changing and believing and saying, my Lord and my God, just a few minutes later. Um, we see eight days later, after this has happened, eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them, and the, and the doors were locked again, just like it was before. So Jesus, he comes up to the door, the doors bust wide open, right? And um, Jesus came and stood among them. He, said, he, he repeats the same kind of scene that he had before. He says the same thing. Peace be with you. He calms their fears. Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Jesus must have heard about this. Jesus knows all things. He's God. He wasn't there whenever Thomas had this discussion with his disciples, but he knows all things. He says to Thomas, put your finger here. Put your finger here. Right in my hand. He says, put your finger here and see my hands. And put out your hand and place it in my side. Okay? Um... He says, do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas, this one who was a skeptic, this one who, who wouldn't believe, Jesus uh, came and appeared to physically, and Thomas was able to put his finger into the scar in his hand, into the, into the wound in his hand. He was able to put his hand in the side of Jesus. Um, and Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Here is another uh, um, proof of who Jesus really was. You know, some, some say, well, Jesus wasn't really God. Like the Jehovah's Witnesses say, Jesus wasn't really God. He was just uh, uh, the, the firstborn of creation. He was, he was maybe the uh, highest being among, among all of God's creatures, but he wasn't really God. Uh, no. Jesus here, Thomas says, my Lord and my God. You know, if Jesus wasn't God there, then what, the, what he should have done was to correct Thomas and say, no, no, I'm not really God. Uh, but no, we don't see that. We don't see that. No, instead, um, he says, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, have you believed? Like, you're right. You're right. Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have seen and have not yet believed. You know what? We, are, we see these things, we see these things written in Scripture so that we might believe. We see a skeptic. We see a skeptic. Uh, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, I won't believe it unless I can see it. Well, we see somebody here who was a skeptic. He was not going to believe unless Jesus physically appeared to him, unless he, unless he was able to put his own hand in Jesus' side, in, in, in his wound, in his hand. Um, and... Thomas, this one who was a skeptic, was changed radically. When he saw Jesus, when he was able to do that, he believed because he had seen. He recognized Jesus for who he was. He called him my Lord and my God. This same one who was a skeptic went out and he became a preacher of the gospel. Uh, we, tradition tells us, this is not something recorded in scripture, but tradition tells us that Thomas, this one who was a skeptic, went as far as India and established the very first churches there in India. You don't have people, and, and he died as a martyr. You don't have somebody die as a martyr. You don't have somebody carrying this message about a dead guy coming to life who traveled as far as India to get this message out 
unless he really believed it happened. This one who said, I won't believe it unless I can see Jesus alive, sees Jesus alive and is changed radically because of it. Want to know why we can believe that the Bible is true? Want to know why we can believe that the testimony of Jesus' resurrection is true? <laughs> it's because people like that were changed. They were changed. Finally, verse 30 says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. There's a lot of things that Jesus did we don't have written here in the book of John. But, he tells us, but these are written so that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Um, the whole book of John, not just these things about the resurrection, but the whole book of John, I believe, was written so that we might believe. You read the book of John. I challenge you, if you've not been along with us as we've gone through the book of John, uh, the sermons are online. Um, you can see... Uh, the, the other sermons that, that are through the book of John, if you, if you want to go online or, or listen, listen to them on SoundCloud, listen, watch them on, on YouTube, they're all available. But you can just sit down with the Bible. You just sit down with your Bible and you start going through the book of John. Um, the book of John's purpose was so that we might believe. All these stories were written so that you might believe. So if you, if you have a hard time with this idea, don't take my word for it. Sit down with the Bible yourself. Sit down with the book of John and read through it because these things were written so that we might believe and that believing we might have life through his name. Trust in Jesus. We have, we all are sinners. We all are broken. Why did Jesus come to the cross? Why did Jesus do all of this that we've seen in the last couple of weeks? How, why he, he allowed himself to be, be mocked and beaten and, and flogged and, and, and put upon a cross, whatever. Jesus, you know, he, he gave up his spirit. He died willingly so that we could be forgiven. Why did he do all this? Because we're sinners. We are all sinners and we need forgiveness. We need to be forgiven. And we don't have to have somebody tell us we're sinners. We know when we do something wrong, when we lie, when we tell something, you know, when we, we cheat, when we do something, you know, when we lust after someone, you know, all of these things, we, I don't have to tell you what your sins are. You know in your heart. You know. And if you're hearing these things, I trust that the Spirit can be working in your heart. And, and convincing you and convicting you of your sin. What do you do? But you trust in Jesus. You believe on him. And you believe that when he died, he was dying as a replacement for your sin, as a punishment, as a, as a, as a sacrifice so that you could be forgiven. And when he rose again, he was defeating that. On the, he was defeating that so that you could one day live again, that you can be risen along with Jesus, so you can be just like Him. Believe. Trust in Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.